Why don't we change it up? Greg, you started us off this week. <laughs> no, nah, that's not my role on this pod. Damn it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Squad Pod. We got one week of games in the books. Joe, what would you think of our first week? I mean, I'll just say it was okay. I think we're all kind of down in the dumps because of the Tatis news, but we're still over 500, so there is a, a bright side, I guess, to it. Yeah, we'll get more into the Tatis news, obviously, going forward on this pod. But, uh, you know, we're at least we've got some games under our belt. Greg, how you doing? You know what? I'm going the other way. We're a uh, winning record after our first seven games. I'm pumped about that. Everyone that actually evaluated Tatis has said good things. I'm going to trust the doctors that actually saw his shoulder, not the ones that are just, you know, drunk, probably dealing some drugs somewhere. Uh, and still ruining the pod, uh, the Chargers. Uh, I'm not going to listen to that guy. Um, so you know what? I'm doing pretty well after a four and three, uh, four and three start. All right, definitely fair enough, fair enough. And we're going to break down these games for you. And so let's start it off with the only member of this podcast who's actually at opening day, RJ. RJ, how'd it go? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm still riding the wave from opening day. That place was electric, even though there were like you know I think 8,500 people in the stands. Uh, just just well done by Petco, setting everybody up in their own individual pods. You know, it, it, the stadium was great. It was great to have fans back in the stands. And, you know, the Padres were amazing. The offense looked unreal. And even though Tim Hill, whose name is close to, be, close to being unmentionable, uh, you know, tried to blow that lead for us, you know, the offense responded. And it's nice to see them set the tone this year and show that we are a team that, you know, isn't afraid of giving up leads and we can come back in a, in a instant. Um, and yeah, that just, it, it definitely seemed that it, we carried that momentum in through the weekend, you know, our Friday and Saturday games are great. And then Sunday, bit of a letdown, but I, I always say it, it's really hard to sweep a uh, four game series. You know, baseball is a random sport at times. And, you know, sometimes uh, crappy teams beat good teams, but, I was really happy with how that weekend went and just loved opening day. Just, I want to do it again. I want to do opening day every day, but obviously we can't. So until next year, opening day. Yeah. It'll be a national holiday. Agreed completely. (laughs) And hopefully next year, uh, you know, we're all able to join you there at opening day. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that was opening day. That was back in the good old days where, when the squad could still hit. Am I right, Joe? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the bats went absolutely silent since Easter. I don't know if, uh, you know, Sunday these guys were just thinking about that Easter dinner to get to and not really thinking about the game, but bats have gone very quiet uh, since Sunday for sure. Might've been still recovering from Easter brunch, Easter brunch, a little more classic than Easter dinner. True. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. Very true. Very true. Good point, Greg. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, my takeaways from it, I've got to be honest with you guys, I'm going to be the terrible fan here. I only watched about one and a half of these games live, and half of that was uh, the Sunday game where we did absolutely nothing. So, uh, you know, watching the highlights, everybody looks solid. It's great to see the pitching staff just absolutely dealing, especially uh, Snell and Musgrove in that opening series. Am I right, Shanks? Oh, yeah. I mean, Musgrove was was unreal. Like, I, I, I'm still not over his performance. Like, he looked he looked incredible. Snell looked great. Both of his performances. Like, I know he gave up the home run to Ruff in the Giants series. We'll probably talk to more on that later. But yeah, against the Diamondbacks, he was great. And uh, I was able to cash in one of my first Padres bets of the year. 
with the uh, the under five innings on the Snell game. Although, not to take away from it, but my boy came through again. Shanks' best bet of the week uh, was Will Myers did a home run in open in the opening day game against that bum of a pitcher, Mad Bum. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved it so much, guys. I was I was like running up and down the stands. I was at the top of the damn stadium running up and down those stairs with excitement after watching that ball just <laughs> sail out of left field. Oh, Will's good, guys. Will is good. God, Will is so good. Um, yeah, I I just want to say one thing. It's It was electric just even listening to opening day. RJ, I'm very jealous I couldn't be there myself. Definitely. Just because, especially when Fernando was called out. Um, I mean, that was loud. It, it was loud on, uh, you know, my television. A uh, few points I do want to make. One about the Diamondback series. God, Cattell Marte. I mean, we, if you, uh, listeners, if you want to go back to our uh, preseason uh, podcast about the uh, division teams that we got to play against, we uh, actually highlighted Cattell. And that kid can flat out hit. I mean, he is just a tough out. He's a good player. And I think he's going to be tough for the entire season. Um, also, just want to call out Joe Musgrove, friend of the pod. Uh, you know, great, uh, great friend of Tyler and RJ's back in the days when they used to play with each other, uh, I assume. Um, I played with him for one game. Hey, hey, you know, still counts. Um, God, he, he, he was also right. he was also not good. <laughs> Anyways, though, he uh, so is he our ace at this point? I mean, no. he stat messed up on his <laughs> <What>? sin rate. <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Oh, my overreaction. Like, I, what? I, Greg, you sound like me right now. Take a chill pill. I'm obviously obviously Joe, but like Joe, you hit the nail on the head with the Carantini, like, you know, (laughs) is our best catcher. This is like, I mean, oh my God. Anyways, obviously kidding. I think Snell uh, and Darvish are uh, pretty spectacular. Going to the Giant Series, RJ, I know you said you got (laughs) I know you said like you know that he gave up a two-run home run to. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can count that as a, a two-run home run given up by Snell. I don't think that's fair. But let me think, let me uh, cut in here, Greg, real quick, real quick. Hopefully, I don't lose your thought. But uh, as someone who was sitting in the right field seats with a absolutely perfect angle at that home run, Mateo had like a solid step, a step and a half to get back before he got <laughs> to the wall. That ball was not leaving the yard. It was not. No. <laughs> I mean, if there's a way to give Mateo the earned runs on that, I think baseball's got to figure that out. I, I think that he deserves the uh, earned runs over Snell in that situation. Yeah, I, I figured we would talk about it when we got to the Giants series, but I guess we can just talk about it now. Yeah, no, I mean, Snell pitched phenomenally, and the fact that that game came down to a ball hitting off Jorge Mateo's, the heel of Jorge Mateo's glove, is just kind of ridiculous, and, you know, I mean, Gossman was was good, but it wasn't great. It just felt like Padres were hitting a lot of hard-hit balls that just weren't finding anywhere. I mean, I think we flew out to the warning track like nine times. I mean, I I have no idea how Myers hit a ball to center field that I thought he crushed, and, like, it barely got to the track, and then that ball he hits the left, like, gets out. You know, it must have been a weird day. I don't know. Todd, maybe you can speak to it. Uh, was there wind? Like, what was going on? There was no wind. But let me just say, I audibly said, F, he just missed it. And then he that was the one he hit out. And then I thought a few <laughs> other balls were gone, and they were caught <laughs> of the track. So I just had no feel for anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> even Ruff's ball, I was like, that's well struck, but that shouldn't get out. And, you know, to your guys' point, Mateo, you know, I, it, it's frustrating, too, because, like, 
even if he like didn't, if he didn't touch it, that ball's off the top of the wall, and the Giants maybe get a run. Yeah. Like that's just like is the most frustrating part about it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Friends. Let's not overlook. I guess we're just going to go into the Giants series now. Uh, but let's just not overlook Mateo also <laughs> striking out with a guy on third when we uh, try to move the guy over in the best rule in sports, the extra inning guy on second base. Am I right, Joe? Hey, I love it, but uh, I, I want to talk oh about God. the bullpen for a minute. Um, why is Craig Stammen going multiple innings? And number two, why is Tim Hill still on the roster? These are very valid <laughs> questions. <laughs> Daniel Camarena, that's for sure. Yeah, oh God. I mean, put so we're, we're, clear- we're clearly all over the place, and I uh, apologize, fans, but you know, I'm sure you guys kind of feel the, the uh, bewilderness that we do where – we start off hot, three and zero. We look unstoppable, and all of a sudden, we lose to a, a sorry ass roster in the San Francisco Giants uh, in the series. So yeah, we're we're gonna be a little you know befuzzled, but uh, hang with us. It, it'll it'll come it'll come through in the end. But yeah, I mean the the Stamen thing, like I don't know what Tingle was doing. Like he he's never been a extended reliever, and I don't get why we're like playing around with it. He's clearly super effective for three to five batters, like why not just let him do his one inning and leave the extension stuff to guys like Weathers who, you know, are just our starters being put in a relief role and can easily go extra innings. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. The only thing I could possibly think of is he just doesn't really care about winning the games right now. It sounds crazy, but it's almost like he's more concerned with just keeping arms healthy than actually winning yeah. the games. And it could end up being the right call. It's hard to say. It's going to, we're going to see where we end up at the end of the year. But if we end up being like, let's say three games out of the wild card <laughs> with a couple weeks left, I think we know where those, those games we lost came into play. And that was some very questionable decisions like extending Stammen, using Hill in the 10th when Kayla had only pitched one day. It, it, it's just odd. I really don't know what to say about it. Yeah, I think part of uh, the Tim Hill stuff too is I, I'm pretty sure he had a scoreless spring training um, or maybe he gave up one or two runs but he had a pretty dominant spring training and you know he I think he trusts him I, I, I think Jace trusts Tim Hill he uh, came through you know decently last year especially at the end of the year um, and I think they're trying things uh, you know I, if anybody listens to the Ben and Woods uh, radio show they actually had Wayne Kirby on and uh, they were talking about the struggles that the Padres are having. And Wayne just kept saying, like, this is a marathon. There's a lot of stuff to figure out. You have to think of the season as three, uh, you know, like, or like in thirds. Like, this is obviously the first third. They're going to make the adjustments. And I do have that sense, especially if you're going through Padres Twitter, that it's like, we're forgetting this is not a 60-game season. This is not going to be, you know, every game doesn't matter. It's not an NFL season. Uh we have a lot of time. We have a lot of things to figure out. That being said, if Tim Hill can just, you know, pick up a ball going slowly down first base and throw uh, throw you <laughs> out, then we'll probably get out of that inning with a win. Just <laughs> such a bad decision. So, <laughs> I I don't have the, the splits in front of me of his ground ball to fly ball ratio, but it feels like he's giving up like 80% fly balls, which as a sidearm lefty reliever, not ideal. I, I mean, is, am I alone on this, or do you well, guys I agree? Mean, based off of every pitch he threw, ended up over the fence on opening day. I think the ratio is probably going to be pretty <laughs> skewed towards the fly ball. 
He gave up a home run to Steven Vogt. Like he's a lefty specialist. He can't get a lefty out. Oh my god. Guys, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some positive, you know, out of this. Uh, let's uh can we change topics and talk about some things that we really liked out of individual contributors? Um, so I say let's start with pitching-wise. Who is a pitcher that has really stood out to you? Let's start with the bullpen, actually. Who are the bullpen players that you have been uh, really pumped on to see? I'll go first here. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, Brian okay. Weathers has been spectacular. I, I couldn't be more impressed with him at such a young age to, to look as good as he does. I've also loved Taylor Williams. I know he was a guy that we talked as like a, a roster bubble guy at, and coming out of spring, he's looked really, really good. And let me just throw in, this is not a surprise, but I snuck down. I know I text you guys, it's in the group chat, but you know, for the audience here, I snuck down with my one friend who had seats pretty close to behind home and Palmer's fastball. I, I don't know what the, the spin rate on that thing is, but that thing looked like it was 110 miles an hour. I have no idea how anyone hits that <laughs> fastball. And then we look up and it's like 93. We were like, that does not make sense. That does not make sense. That thing explodes. <laughs> like Gossman was hitting, I think, like 95, and it did not look like much. And Palm was at 93, and that thing was, like, going to go through the catcher's mitt. That was a heavy yeah. ball. He throws a heavy ball for sure. Joe, what about you? I, I like Kayla. I-, I want him to take over Stammen and Hill's role of just taking those innings over and keeping those guys off the field. Um, I also like... Williams, like Tyler mentioned, and Ryan Weathers, I feel like we need to use him two to three innings every appearance and maybe build him up to four one game if the starter doesn't go very long and see if he could take over in the rotation eventually. I, I think he'll be a good guy in the rotation and maybe move uh, Chris Paddock into the bullpen. He, he might be able to eat two innings for us. <laughs> he didn't even pitch bad. Oh, my God. We'll We'll get into the – the paddock stuff a little later uh for me it's it's melanson uh, or it's melacon <laughs> as uh greg likes to call him uh he's he's been great and like you know this is completely unrelated to baseball but his walkout the uh thunderstruck oh my god let me just tell you that gets the crowd going all right also feel like it's a subtle nod to uh trevor hoffman you know acdc both of those songs uh, but yeah, like he's been great. And, you know, even though he's a little older and, you know, there's always there's always risk in signing an older reliever, especially as a closer. Um, I, I'm hoping he can really carry this momentum throughout the rest of the season because he's he's been solid. So that's well, the six hook he's throwing is snapping. That thing looks beautiful to start the season. Also, his like sinker fastball. I mean, it it, it looks like people should hit it, but they kind of just beat it into the ground. He has been. You know, he, de- he does very, like, he does remind me of, like, Kirby Yates in terms of the closer role, like, not a guy that's going to throw hard, but just knows how to pitch. Um, and it's really fun to watch. I, you know, Joe, I want to comment on what you said. Uh, Kella, I would love to see Kella go a lot more. I have a feeling Jace is also trying to be intelligent, you know, preparing for the Dodger series. You have to assume that he's going to throw the horses to get those dubs uh, in the Dodger series. And so trying to use Tim Hill now, trying to use Taylor Williams now, I think I think that's what we're probably going to see for the next two series with Texas and Pittsburgh. And then when the Dodgers come around, I mean, I think Palm goes quite a bit in that series. Let me just make one note. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but to, to, to Tyler's point, what he said earlier, I don't want to sacrifice these winnable games just to beat 
LA. Like if we're three or four games out of the wild card because we sacrifice games against the Giants and maybe we sacrifice one against Texas or Pittsburgh, I'd rather win those games and then, you know, make sure we're in the playoffs instead of taking that risk of we have to win these games in late September to get in. Yeah. I but yeah, to to touch on Greg and Tyler's point, you know, about the beginning of the year kind of being aware it's a it's a feel out period. You know, I think Jace is really trying to see you know, what everybody, what role everybody can handle. And so him using a, a bunch of arms is good in the long run. One, you know, it saves everybody's health, but two, it gets him a feel for, okay, like, can I trust this guy in this scenario? And obviously right now, Tim Hill is kind of failing those tests, but everybody else for the most part has looked really good. So I think in the long run, it'll be better. You know, obviously it's a long season. Maybe once we get to the halfway mark, then we can stop, you know, kind of playing around with some of these guys but for now i i, I trust him let's, yeah, let's see what our guys Gallo, have i just kind of go against something i said earlier in the pod he only threw two innings last year before getting injured so there's definitely needs to be some time to build his <laughs> arm up uh so you know that, that decision jace made not looking as bad now. <laughs> yeah and uh tyler i i want to you know just comment on ryan weathers as well i I think everybody in this podcast is extremely happy about Weathers and his development. I mean, he came in as a high school pitcher, like throwing around 92. He like can touch 97 now, sits around 95, 96. It's pretty spectacular. I I mean, in all honesty, I'm just interested to know when they're going to potentially try him for a spot start, or maybe they keep him, you know, behind Morahone or behind Paddock to take over if, you know, they have to, leave early in innings it's just it's a it's a great weapon to have uh a kid like that who has a father that was obviously in the league probably understand what it's like to be you know a professional baseball player because of his dad uh, you always love to see that kind of stuff well if it was up to joe i'm pretty sure weathers would have a spot start tomorrow instead of paddock yep so joe tell me like what 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 was your issue with him on his start? We lost. <laughs> and look, look what happened, Shanks. We lost the series after the Paddock start. I just don't think he's well liked in the clubhouse. It's hard to argue that, Shanks. It's hard to argue against <laughs> I, The bats I went cold after the Paddock start. I, I think we're going to take two out of three from Texas this weekend, and the one loss will be Paddock start on Saturday. And uh, we'll see what he does in Pittsburgh because that's, that, that will be his next start. And if he gets lit up by them, I think it's Ryan Weathers' time. Or <laughs> I will say, I will say the Texas, you know, the ball flies. Tough to tough to judge anybody. Although I I would expect him to do well. Yeah, if he gets lit up by Pittsburgh, then we can have that conversation. But I mean, look, the the evidence is there. He's he keeps falling back into that that two pitch mindset, and you know, not a lot of starters are successful in the league with just two pitches. And so I, you know. It feels like a confidence issue. It doesn't really feel like a mechanic issue. And I think as the season progresses, he'll build that confidence up in those uh, extra pitches and, and we'll see improvement. I, I, again, he pitched fine on Sunday. He was not terrible. He wasn't great, but like it, it wasn't his fault that we lost. Like you said, the bats went cold. And he pitched at any game in any of the previous games up to that point. Um, he's either – well, he'd get the ND because he didn't go five – but he's in line for the win. Yeah, and I want him to finish out the season and the rotation. I don't want – I want – like, personally, want to move him to the bullpen. But if he stays at the as a 4-5 starter in the rotation and he's fine, I'm fine with that. I'm not wishing bad on the guy, but I just – I'm not seeing it dating back to last season. 
I just think he's not that – he's, like, easy to hit. Like, it, I think it's just, like, whenever he throws a fastball, it looks like it's going to get barreled up. Like, that's just the – like, that's just the issue of watching him pitch. It's every single pitch. It's like, okay, when's the bomb coming? Well, you know, like, that's the biggest thing. But, RJ, I, I, I do agree with you. I think it's all very mental because he's missing his spots by inches. I mean, ha- like, there are times where he will hit the opposite side of the plate that, you know, Compusano is lined up in. Um, and so hopefully he can get his control back, but it's, it's, you know, I think I heard, uh, like, I, I heard people comparing it to like Denelson Lamette has two pitches and he works to Nelson Lamette throws a hundred and has a, one of the, like arguably the best slider in the game. Uh, a slider is a lot different than a changeup. So I think he needs to figure out a third pitch and, you know, again, Tyler, you might be right. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Rothschild. Maybe, uh, <laughs> Maybe it's, uh, you know, Will to Andy Green is like Paddock to Rothschild at this point. Yeah, not an original take, just one that I stole. But, yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, it, I think that's the case. I think the Padres, like we said, they need to hire a second pitching coach, one that works just with Paddock. Am I right? I mean, come on. It's the easy solution. Judd. I Judd, think it should Judd be Judd. Judd would be a great pitching coach. But in all seriousness, I mean, obviously, our, Greg and Rea- our Joe overreacting to Paddock, of course. But there is a lot of concerning stuff. Like, I did see something that – all three of the seasons, the spin rate on this basketball has been going down like kind of significantly. So I don't know if that's yeah. mechanics. I don't know if that's mental. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's Rothschild. I'm not sure, but like he's got to get something figured out and get that ball spin in the right direction here. Maybe it's a lack of a certain substance hey, in his glove maybe. and or hat. <laughs> I wink, did. Wink. Did you guys see that? Uh, did you guys see who's getting investigated for that? Cough Bauer. <laughs> uh, well, he like flaunted that he was gonna like test out to see what it did. And he's got all these like uh, uh, shirts and like sweatshirts that say like legalized pine tar. It's like, oh, I can't believe I'm under investigation. I'm like, how can you? How do? How are you like surprised it's happening this late? Like, I would have been like, oh wow, I can't believe they didn't do it sooner. Considering I've been like waving this like I use pine tar flag. Maybe he only Idiot. that's why he pitches with one eye. He gets some of that stuff in his eye and he's gotta <laughs> go with one eye open. I I have to admit, RJ, I I admit I was very wrong about Bauer and wanting him. Uh that you called that correctly. Um and I uh I apologize for being that wrong. Um Is that yeah. Joey Bosa redemption? <laughs> 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 I wish it was Preller again, yeah, no, that was but I don't think that, I'm ever going to hear the end of that. <laughs> You're going to have to like cure yeah. cancer or something. Going on your out of that. <laughs> All right, now that we did uh, the bullpen, let's talk about the field players. Um, what is Who is one field player that you've really enjoyed throughout uh, the first seven games? RJ, I'll throw it over to you first. I mean, it's Will Myers. Like, <laughs> any other answer is wrong. Uh, two home runs. Uh, tied the game, hit a freaking laser beam off Mad Bum that won me $120. God, I love that guy. Uh, no, he's he is carrying the momentum from last year, and I hope he keeps going this year. I, I, I've been very happy with his performance. I think he's second in OPS behind Hosmer, too. Might be first now with the home run. I'm not, I haven't checked in a while. But um, he's been great. Keep it going. It's the exact production we need out of him, and uh, he's been a very stable contributor uh, from the plate uh, so far. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, Will's been fantastic. He is second, by the way, with a 1.146 OPS. Hosmer has 1.179. Hosmer, obviously great. Uh, Joe, I, we, I think we all know who you're going to say, so I'm going to throw it over to you. Yeah, I mean, it's Mateo. But uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, it's Victor Caratini. Thanks. Any other answer is wrong. He's the only reason why we won a game against the Giants with that clutch home run late in the game. He has seven RBIs. I think Hedges and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. It's so forgettable. Mejia. I don't think they had seven RBIs combined over three seasons. It's been so nice to see a catcher that can put the ball in play, drive in some runs, and, hey, even hit a ball over the fence. It's Victor Caratini. Yeah, Caratini has been spectacular. Also, RJ, uh, I think you have an idea for the uh, Padres marketing team that uh, I think you should share on the podcast. Yeah, uh, if they could make some sort of martini-style drink mm. and call it the Carantini, I mean, I that. that, that's just that's buku dollars. I, I don't I don't understand how it's already not been I definitely done. Buy that at the, at the <laughs> pa- Padres marketing team, hit me up. I, I've got Small I've got Carantini, some I've got some thoughts. Dollars at Petco Park. Come and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty. I mean, you're this you? is a little bit of a tough one. Um, obviously. The best answer is already off the board with Caratini. I, I'm going to surprise some people here. I'm going to go with Hassan Kim. And I know that's going to sound controversial, but I feel like even in the short time, he's been getting more consistent ABs. They look so much better. I mean, he absolutely crushed two balls the other day that you know last year would have been home runs. Unfortunately, with the new ball this year, they're both at the track. And so I think he's going to keep developing. I think he's going to turn into a pretty nice player here for us. I have How did no that idea. ball that he hit to left uh, two days ago knock it out? Like that off the bat, I was like, "Well, that's crushed." And then you look up and say, "Oh, you yes. know, barely on the warning track." And then again, Will's ball gets out. I, I don't. It was weird. It was just weird. Dead in the balls. Um, I think it's pretty ridiculous, guys, that no one said Eric Hosmer. So I will happily take Hosmer. Yes, is he hitting a lot of balls into the ground? But they're getting through. Sure. But he's also hitting pretty well right now, leading the team in average, except for Blake Snell hitting 500. Let's go, baby. Uh, You know, OPS. All I got to say is Hosmer is, like, one of the main reasons we've been winning games. Um, So I just want to throw out, though, one appreciation to Cronenworth. He is now leading off. I think everyone can say that he's been doing a great job of seeing the zone, taking pitches, making pitchers really work to get him out. Yes, he had one really tough game, but I believe the last Giants game was the only game he hasn't reached base. I actually love Crone in the one spot. I think, Tyler, you were the one that mentioned earlier uh, in the offseason that uh, you would love to see Crone as a uh, leadoff option. Um, I think he's doing well. He's hitting 320 right now. I mean, he's got a, a 433 on base percentage. What else could you ask for from your leadoff hitter? Um, and another great thing coming up is uh, we get Grisham back soon. So just more bats, more swagger coming back to the – Fun fact about Cronenworth as well to throw in there. Seven games in, he has swung and missed one time. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That is incredible. That is very ideal for the leadoff hitter. (laughs) Also, Greg, uh, to, you know – accent your Hosmer take um he's also our best like runners in scoring position with two outs oh batter uh his his start has been unreal I mean, and hopefully that keeps he's going been that for the last um, two years like he's always i mean he had one 
memorable yes. moment in a uh, in a playoff game where he did not come through with two outs and runners in scoring position. But he has by far been the best guy in that situation over the last couple of years for us. Totally agree. Um, before we look ahead to the next series, should we talk about uh, the most uh, the sad most saddening of news? Uh, Fernando Tatis. Uh, uh, Joe, I I don't know. I feel like your take's going to be decent. But what do you what do you got? This is tough. I, obviously, I want Tatis to come back healthy. I know he's on the ten day IL. That could be you know a month. It could be a few months. It could be the ten days. We don't really know. Honestly, I want to bring him back one more time. And if this happens again, we got to shut him down. Mm-hmm. I, I think continuing to do this, let's see how it reacts and give him another month. I, I don't see the point of that, really. We need to shut him down and get him back in 2022 healthy. We have him for a decade and a half, and I don't think we need to risk any further permanent damage uh, to it if he pushes it. I know Tatis is a guy that's not going to slow down. He, he's going to still play 110 miles an hour when he's on the field. And, I mean, that's his choice. But if I was him, I'd dial it back a little bit. I don't know if he's going to do that. But I, I think you guys would, would agree. Let's bring him back one more time. If something happens again, shut it down. Have the surgery. Come back healthy in 22. Yeah, Greg, what do you, what do you think? There? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, obviously, when it happened, it was one of the hardest things to see in sports. I, I just... You know, all like all of our favorite players. Uh, it's just really hard to watch that. I, I think Mudcat and Don described it perfectly. Um, you know, the stadium was obviously silent. It was a really hard moment to see. That being said, I think we got as good of news as we could have in this situation. And, and I really mean that. I mean, you see, you know, the uh, like pro football dot who also has a weird history with San Diego sports, you know, saying like he's done for the season and all that stuff. So yeah, you see all the Twitter stuff about like different doctors that didn't examine him saying like, this is scary. He might be out for the season. I think the best news possible is the doctors that did examine him demonstrated that they think it's not right to do surgery. Now they think he can come back. And that's amazing news. We still might be able to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. We should even expect it for this season. And hopefully, to Joe's point, like, yeah, you know, Tatis, we don't need you tagging up to a fly ball to the infield. We, we don't need that, you know? We don't need you necessarily diving for every single up the middle or, you know, between the 5-5 five, five hole. Uh, I will say it's like, it is kind of nice. And I know this is a weird thing to say, but like, like we were all wondering what was going on with Tatis. He was pressing. He he looked. He didn't really look himself. Like it was obvious that something was up. And I think that was probably his shoulder. Um, that kind of made me feel a little bit better knowing that there was something there rather than him just you know struggling out the gate. Um, but Joe, as I said, I I agree with you 100. percent I think if this happens again, shut him down. I still think this team makes playoffs, but. You know, it's going to be hard to see that day happen. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. Yeah, I'm going to slightly Tyler, disagree. Any, with, any other I thoughts? Mean, overall, I, I pretty much in fully agree with everything Joe and Greg have said. Uh, I do have to say, I would have rather it been a little bit of nerves, a little bit of mental, than this injury for Tatis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm 
the most pessimistic at this point. Uh, I, I think we're going to give him another shot to play. I, I'm nervous about it for sure. Uh, I'm going to be nervous every time he's on the field, which is, you know, not ideal from a fan standpoint. But, I mean, what, what upsets me is, like, if we are going to rush him back from this when we're giving Kella so much time between games, Paul Man so much time between games, we better not rush back the crown jewel of our organization. So they better be damn sure that he's good to go before they put him on the field again. I will say this. Um, the fact that he wanted to play the next day is pretty crazy. And, like, I think it does speak to how maybe this is just more of a, like, instant pain versus a long-term effect kind of injury. That being said, like, I think we clearly rushed – he clearly rushed back from the spring training incident to get healthy for opening day. And you definitely saw it with like his ABs and how quickly he re-injured it. So yeah, let's, let's be cautious, let him rest. But I I'm hopeful that like with the proper amount of rest this time, he'll come back healthier and, and won't have this issue kind of like lingering over his head. Like it clearly was. And then, yeah, let's, let's hope he stays healthy for the rest of the year and then come the off season, uh, you know, address it for the long term. But yeah, I mean, it was obvious on Monday when he went down, like the, that's kind of the team spirit also went with him. So we need him as much as, as anybody out there just to, just to hold it down. So hopefully he's okay. And uh, you know, well, we won't do anything too, too crazy going forward. All right. So let's, uh let's, let's get out of that funk and RJ. just pit of sadness and talk about, uh, the next, the upcoming series, uh, Greg, you had, you had I just want to say. comment one thing, and it's the reason I hate the Giants the most, and I hate Giants fans too. After the game, literally after the Tatis game, one of my friends who's a Giants fan in a text thread just said, go Giants after they won. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. If one of your star players went down, like in that situation, I would not even like say I would avoid the group chat. We hadn't been talking at all during the game, and of course, after they won, he just. Anyways, I hate the Giants; they're my least favorite team. Being in the Bay Area here, it's very tough to live around Giants fans. The uh, the Dodgers fans were throwing a parade on Twitter when he went down. So in comparison, not the worst, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Unnecessary, but anyways, I think you're right. Let's move yes. on to some excitement. Yes. Yeah, so looking forward, uh, we've got the Rangers and Pirates on the schedule. Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. What What do you expect out of the group, and uh, what are you hoping for? for? Sure. Uh, I mean, this has been an absolute cakewalk of an early part of the season, and so I would definitely like to to take advantage of that. Uh, I mean, four and three. I was hoping for five and two. Four and three is not disastrous by any means, but uh, I mean, of these next seven games, I'd like to go five and two again. I know it's on the road. But, I mean, these are bad baseball teams. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, Joe, what about you? Yeah, I expect to go five and two, uh, take two out of three from Texas and three out of four from the Pirates. And I think the only two losses are going to be when Paddock is on the hill. <laughs> God. I hope he shoves. I hope he throws for the first no-hitter perfect game in Padres history, and then you just have to stare at yeah, him like, for the rest of time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's, a, it's such a win-win. He's either right or the Padres are good. Uh, that's that's the right kind of stance to have. 
Uh, Greg, what about so you? I, uh, if, if I remember correctly, we were last year, we were swept by the Diamondbacks. You know, a 500 record, and we were going into Texas. And then we had one of the greatest experiences in Padres baseball history in the next four games. The reason I'm bringing that up is because right now with the Tatis stuff, with, you know, us not hitting at all, with the Paddock stuff, everything that's going on, Padres fans are kind of freaking out right now. They're sad. They're frustrated. And I think this is going to be a great early season turning point. I think we're going back to the stadium that we love to play at. And we're going to we're gonna demonstrate, like, hey, we're, we're a real team, even if we don't have our, you know, true star player. Um, but I have, a, I, have some, I have some good feelings about this upcoming series and, of course, against uh, Pittsburgh. You know, I, uh, I hope we can sweep one and then lose potentially just one game on the other. I'm not going to lie, guys. I've got 7-0 in my sights. Um, going, to the, going to Texas, the birthplace of Slam Diego – I don't think I don't think that team will ever recover from that. Like straight up, I don't think they'll ever recover from that. I think this is a sweep, and then you play Pittsburgh, and that's a sorry ass roster. Like it's one of the worst in the league. Again, it is tough to sweep four game series, but good teams find a way, and I, I think it's doable. I think seven zero is very doable. Will I be mad at five and two? No, but I mean, oh man, seven zero would be would be so nasty. Hey, you guys know Trent is playing today. He's expected to, but I haven't heard the lineup today. That'd be a nice. It'd be really nice to get Trent back. We need again. We need especially with DH. Yeah, he'll be. He. (laughs) Yes. Oh, god damn you, Rob Manfred, and your (laughs) inability to change the right rules. Let's keep the one rule that everybody hated and get rid of the rule that everybody liked. Huh? What a what a commissioner. A lot of the players actually do like the man on second stuff. Can you send me those players' names? Because I have not heard one. They all when they announced this thing, they all hated it. And then last year they were interviewing everybody, they're like, this is stupid. You shouldn't you shouldn't be able to win a game with just outs. Like that's that's it's dumb. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on this hill. For, till the end of time. I mean, time. you're wrong, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. We're all wrong sometimes. I mean, hey, look, look at you and AJ Preller. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell no, me no, how this is better than a home run derby, derby after four. 10 innings. I'm just saying, I ain't about to be, like, for example, the other day, I had dinner bed reservations for my grandma's birthday at 6.30. So I love seeing that damn runner go to second base. I got shit to do. I can't be here all night. There's 162 of these. Hey. <laughs> okay, that that that's fair. If my if my option is no extra inning rule or this extra inning rule, you're right. I'm gonna take this extra inning rule. But if my options are literally any other type of extra inning rule and this one, I'm taking literally any I anything else. This is dumb. Just set it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as the only you father, get to choose on the, the batter. You get to uh, choose the batter. Uh, as the only father, oh my god! As the only father on the pod, I want to see bases loaded, no outs. I want to go to bed. Okay, ten o'clock to me is like two a.m. to you guys. All right, I, I can't stay up till one in the morning, Shanks, with this home run derby bullshit. Get guys on base and let's go home. The, the home run derby would take like five minutes. 
It's it's two minutes per player. Yeah. Like we 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 would be done. We're gonna lose in minutes. Thanks. These these guys played nine would... games. They're tired. They might not even hit one out. Well, what the the point with the home run derby one is, you could appoint anybody on your team. So, like theoretically, you would probably carry someone who's like a home run specialist. And again, like yeah, it would suck to not see the stars do it, but like some teams may just roll with it anyway. But it's still way more entertaining than all right, guys on second, bunt him over, like, sack fly, he's in. Right Good luck. Here. Can you imagine how epic? Bases loaded, two outs, and then you get to pick your hitter. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be unbelievable. That's a brilliant idea. It, is the count O and O, or we, is it a full what? count? Joe, don't get ridiculous, o o. Joe. God. We'll net, but like, <laughs> we'll never, we'll never get out of the damn game. To your guys' point, if that, if it's that though, like if you okay, wanted okay, to speed okay, it up, fine. that's. Andrew, I mean, Angel Hernandez is the is the umpire. Oh my guy? god! Man, I, I remember Maya Copa, but I don't remember his actual name. The, the dude from yesterday. Holy cow! <laughs> that was bad. That was so <laughs> it's one of the worst calls I've ever. Ted Barrett. Ted Barrett is Ted probably Barrett worse than is his terrible name. too. He was. He was. He was doing the strike three. <laughs> like he was, was going so for weird. it, and then he stopped. <laughs> It was like evidence, like watching it live too. You just see the hitter like lean in, and everybody's just I like, I mean, I guess we're gonna ignore that. I would have, I, I knew not watch the but I would just be like, no, 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 we we cannot leave. Like we cannot leave. You're calling someone in the front office. You're calling Joe Tory. This is not okay. This is you stay in the rules here, my guy. Is that play reviewable? It's not, if it's not, I don't understand why. Well, I mean, I guess it's a judgment call, but I mean, good reviewable. God, that's what they were talking about because they did review. They can just review if it hit them, and it did hit them. Um, hey, getting back to the Padres, because this is a, uh, you know, pod squad pod biased here. Um, can we comment on how? Wait, wait, know? this isn't, this isn't the Let's Go Mets podcast. <laughs> can, we, can we just comment on how amazing Blake Snell's interviews are? Like post game. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Guys- I like him. <laughs> Whoa. They say he's got to go, go, go Snellzilla. <laughs> Again, Padres marketing team, <laughs> hit me up. I've got ideas. I mean, you guys are good, but, like, I can take you a tier higher. Love that he got his first Major League base hit with us. It just feels good. Yeah, that ball smoked. Oh, my God. Hashtag pitchers that rake. That ball was crushed. That was smack. 0-2. Oh I like what he did. <laughs> Didn't swing I also like his, pitches. like you said, Greg, going back to his interviews, right before the season, he'd be sorry. He's like, we just hitting singles here. Just oppo knocks. And then just like... <laughs> He's going to be a great one to have um, uh, for sure moving forward. I mean, he is he is also just electric. I know Darvis started opening day, but like we're all in agreement that Snell's our best pitcher, right? Okay. Oh, sorry, second best. Well, you're forgetting forgetting Pat. Well, (laughs) no, great. Greg thinks it's Musgrove. Hey, have you seen his off-speed stuff? Is off It it really is. Greg, recency bias, Cohen. <laughs> Joe Musgrove's our best pitcher. No, Joe Musgrove was great, and his stuff was great. And if he's our number like, three, I mean, I it's 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 unreal how hey, good our staff four, is. Number four, Denelson's looking good. In, uh, That's what I was going to say. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but hitters. you're looking at the 2022 team. He might be the five starter. Like <laughs> that's that's no, that's a squad. <laughs> Dude, Pat is going to be pitching great for the Joe, where's, in 2022. 
Yeah, I was, I was about to say, Joe, where's Paddock in 2022 he for you? He is in the KBL League. <laughs> oh, my God. No, in all seriousness, I can see him signing with, like, Kansas City or one of those teams that just need a guy to eat some innings for them. I don't know, man. He feels like he's got <laughs> San Francisco Giants written all over him. And then throwing a no-no against us. Who's I can be- definitely see that. Who's our best pitcher two years ago? I really hoped, like, the Rothschild stuff, you know, to Tyler's <laughs> no. point, isn't true because I don't think they're going to fire Rothschild like, anytime soon. And, that, but I do think there's uh, something to, like, Rothschild, even before coming here, was, like, famously, like, throw your slider way more guy. And then he's in the paddock, and he's like, this guy has nothing that breaks in on a lefty. Like, what the hell do I do with him? <laughs> I, I think Joe... Ju- I honestly think it was more what Joe was saying. Well, Joe in our uh, in our group chat was just saying like the guy has never failed in his baseball career. He's always been dominant, and that's how he got the sheriff. That's how he got that confidence. He got the swagger, and then he got hit a lot. And I think that really got to his head. I think, I mean, I think the guy just has a, you know some space in his head that he can't get out of. I mean, Padre's Twitter, every time he had a start in, like, double-A or single-A, wherever he was, it'd be, like, seven innings, one walk, and, like, 12 Ks. And he's probably just pumping the fastball every single time because those guys can't hit it. And then he takes that same, like, concept up to this level, and he's getting smacked. And he's not adjusting. I don't think, though. I don't think Padre's Twitter, like, helps him necessarily, though, because they're, they're on him more than, like, anybody, other than, like, Hosmer for a little bit there. And, like, I... Sometimes Padre's Twitter is just terrible, and this is one of the cases. Like, just you know, let it let him do him; he'll be fine. Again, he's our fourth starter. Like, it's okay if he struggles from time to time. He's still figuring it out because he's only twenty four years Guys, old. Or yeah, I, I have the next uh, great Padre Twitter handle. You know how there's Eric Hosmer? Did he ground out today? And the guy puts yes. I'm gonna create. Did Chris <laughs> yes. shove today? Dude, make that out. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you should make that right now. <laughs> I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to. No, you know what, guys? It was, it was fun. I got a lot of work to do, and uh, I gotta go make this Twitter account. You guys, you can't do that because Pat yeah, but Greg, it's that. it's funny, and that's all. <laughs> well, but it's and I'm gonna tag his. I, you gotta yeah, tag also his brother every it's... time when, when we post. No, it's did Chris Paddock shove? That's a positive aspect yes. of it like did eric hosmer ground out is clearly like hey, yo hey, this hey, dude grounds out like, did pick chris pack show yes like Brilliant that's great well, you know that's <laughs> what's that yeah i, I mean again potter's marketing team <laughs> hit me up my starting salary is going to be about 150k um and i won't work fridays but you know we can work around all that <laughs> All right, so uh, let's wrap up the pod. It's been a good one. It's been a crazy one. We've been all over the place. But, you know, that's just kind of what we bring at Pod Squad Pod. Uh, Joe, final thoughts. Um, yeah. You know, I can't Dude, get that's my mind off this Twitter handle. So I'm going to go make that right now and give it a follow. You know, that's that's your greatest contribution, and it'll probably be the first of our Twitter handles that, like, goes well, viral. All, so good job, Joe. It, it would be you. Uh, Tyler, any thoughts? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I know four and three. Like I said, we were hoping for five and two, but I'm zero percent panicked about the wins and losses. Slightly panicked about the Tati stuff, but but nothing with the the wins and losses. So, you know, I fully expect this team to you know turn it around here going forward and, and string some wins together. 
it's very obvious that San Diego sports fans don't know what it's like. Very good, Greg. Because mm-hmm. we are just dying, <laughs> dying by every pitch right now. Um, I don't know, man. Like we're we're over five hundred in the first seven games. Yeah, we struggled a little bit, but we're working things out. Like I'm just, it's just really nice to be able to watch baseball almost every day again. Like I like getting back to that and being excited for a Padres game is just so awesome and. I'm just going to put it out into the ether, out into the universe. Tatis is going to be fine. He's going to come back this year, play well, be himself. And uh, I see a lot of good things in the future. I still am saying that that uh, Bellinger catch is going to be our Aaron Boone moment. I, I will say this, too. I think having a 60-game season, like being where like we made the playoffs and everything, kind of also wrecked us as fans because we got in that mindset of like every game matters, and now like adjusting back to the long season, it's just like, oh, my God, every game matters. Wait, no, it doesn't. Like It's you know a little bit of a transition period. So like I think we'll adjust, too, as fans, where it's just like, okay, it's okay. You know, the house isn't on fire. We're fine. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think this, these next two series are the perfect, you know, momentum builders to get hot and, and take on the Dodgers as soon as we get back. So looking forward to that. And, oh man, it's going to be a good time. (laughs) Definitely fair. Definitely fair. That's my last one, guys. Jesus Christ. Go back, go back and make that Twitter account. God, get out of here. All right, well, that just about does it for this today's episode. Uh, for Joe Avila, Greg Cohen, oh, Tyler Miho, and RJ yes. Shanks, this has been the Pod Squad Pod. We'll see you next time. Woo! Good stuff. <laughs>